to Movies at Midnight Podcast, the show where we discuss movies that we watch and do some traveling inspired by their location or their themes. I'm Tanya. And I'm Jorge. Happy St. Patrick's Day. All the reasons for why it's celebrated are known to us, and we totally didn't butcher this holiday here in America. <laughs> Anyways, and today we're talking about Leprechaun. 1993's Leprechaun. Exactly. I had never seen it before. I really enjoyed myself. This is an odd one. Really? I had seen it before and I didn't really enjoy it as much as I, uh... As you remembered? Yeah. Aw. Sadness. Uh, I don't know. I just think that they poorly executed on something that I think would have been much better. Okay. I'm sure we'll get into it. But I guess I liked it because, um, especially with these older movies, there's just a way of talking that we don't anymore. We don't talk in that manner anymore, and I always find it so humorous. So it's Such probably as... unintentional. Well, ju- I'll, I'm sure I'll bring it up throughout, but some of the things that Ozzy says, one of the characters, and even Tori, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the sequels. I heard the sequels aren't so great, but eh, I had a good time. It was weird. It was so odd. Yeah, it, it makes me want to watch the rest of them. I had seen leprechaun 2 and like when he's in vegas then he goes to the hood and in space uh, in space why do they always end up in space All i don't know but jason villains. went to space so like everybody needs to go to space now i need to go to space yeah <laughs> just kidding but they're taking an incredibly iconic symbol the leprechaun that i'm sure almost everybody knows even worldwide, they do play into a lot of its lore with the pot of gold, the shamrock, but I don't think it was enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it was probably like, you know, just a cheap horror movie. There's, what, two locations, maybe three? Yeah, but if Saw has taught us anything is that you can do a lot with a cheap horror film. Absolutely, but when did that come out? Much later. (laughs) Yeah. If there's passion, it will be great. If not, it'll be so-so. Maybe terrible. Yeah, well, uh, so this movie was in, you know, 1993, coming out of the 80s, where slasher movies were at its brink, and, like, four people died in this movie. And that's it. But, yeah, there weren't that many characters to kill off anyways. Yeah, and then, like, the characters that they kill off aren't, weren't really that important, like, and the characters aren't really likable, like... I wager that no characters are important in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and that like like that's the thing. It's like who who do I root for? Do I, like I do I root for Tori, the stuck up snob who's like, I hate being here. I want to go back to LA. I'm driving my Jeep. That was like the um, first thing she said, and then she she's fine after that. Well, because like, she's like, ooh, who's this cute boy? I'm gonna stick around. But then she's like oh, I don't want to stay here. I'm going to stay at a hotel. Let me use my, I forgot what she calls her, mobile. Um, oh, yeah, what did? Her portable. Oh, yeah. I don't know who had cell phones in 93, but clearly she's like some rich snob where it's like, that's 
I don't want to say traditionally not the character we're rooting for, but like her mannerisms make me not want to root for her. It makes me more root for her to get killed and that never comes. Oh, I had the opposite effect because when she's first introduced, I, I thought the same thing like, oh no, she's a stereotype. It's going to be really annoying to watch her. But then the next line, she's spouting some very, she's very well informed. She's very beyond her years or, <laughs> or beyond the times. She's very environmentalist. She's vegetarian she or maybe even vegan she's a feminist oh yeah she does not kill but then is wearing leather la gear shoes we'll get to it i feel like we're getting too far ahead good point uh yeah clearly we have things to discuss so i'm just gonna jump into the summary and i'll put a timestamp so you can skip it if you've already watched it this one's an older one so maybe a lot of you out there have seen it already After returning home to North Dakota from his mother's funeral in Ireland, Dan O'Grady surprises his wife with great wealth. He claims to have tricked a leprechaun, taking its pot, or in this case, bag of gold. However, the vengeful leprechaun has followed O'Grady home, killing his wife. O'Grady traps him in a crate using a four-leaf clover, but before he can burn the leprechaun and destroy it, he has a stroke. Ten years later, Father J.D. and daughter Tori travel to the O'Grady's old farmhouse to stay for the summer. While there, a group of three painters work to restore the house, brothers Nathan and Alex, and their slow-of-wit friend, Ozzy. Ozzy is tricked into releasing the leprechaun, but when he tells the others, they dismiss him. Seeing a rainbow, Ozzy and Alex search for its end, finding a bag of gold. They take it, hiding it in the farmhouse as well, but Ozzy accidentally swallows one coin. JD is taken to the hospital after a nasty attack by the leprechaun, though the group believing it a cat. While at the farmhouse at night, the group encounter the leprechaun who has started a rampage around town to find his gold, killing those who intervene. Finally accepting that they are fighting a real leprechaun, Tori returns the bag of gold to him after Alex and Ozzy tell her where they hid it. Yet. The leprechaun feels tricked as one coin is missing. Realizing that the last coin is inside of Ozzy, the group refuses to give him to the leprechaun. Good god, how many times can I say leprechaun? He doesn't have a name, no? It's the leprechaun. Riley O'Reilly. Riley O'Reilly. They believe the only person who can help is O'Grady, now in a nursing home after his stroke. Tori goes to find him, but the leprechaun has gravely injured O'Grady. In his last moments, he tells Tori to touch a four-leaf clover to the leprechaun and then he can be killed. Finding a four-leaf clover back at the farmhouse, Alex shoots it into the mouth of the leprechaun who dissolves, falling into the well. Nathan douses the well in gas and lights it on fire. The cops arrive in the morning and all seems well. But we hear the leprechaun vow he will not rest until he reclaims every piece of gold. All 100 gold coins. Which is that even a lot? Because they talked to some shop owner at one point and he's like, oh, this might be $500 or it might be priceless. <laughs> like, it's a pretty that's, big that's scale. The range. Well, I mean, it's, it's one of those where like, if there is historical value, I don't know about priceless, but right. then it goes up. Then it goes to a museum and you don't get anything. Then they found out that that's stolen treasure from wherever and they come to take it away. Sure. So we start this movie with a a voiceover right from the leprechaun, and he's like, gold stealers won't live through the night, which makes a lot more sense after having seen the movie, because 
takes it pretty much place in one night. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the the title comes into frame, and I was like, oh my god, that font. Oh my god, that slide. It just kind of goes. Foop. It's like that was your uh, Microsoft PowerPoint transitions that you were learning when your teacher made you do. I think it might be, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so O'Grady, Dan O'Grady comes back home, and he's been drinking, and he came back in a limousine, and his wife. I liked her, but she was stage acting. I was like, okay. Because she's like, a limousine. What in the world has gotten into you, Mr. O'Grady? You know, she's giving that, I'm on a stage, so I'm shouting and projecting all of my lines. He's like, two feet from you. Because <laughs> she's mad. I mean, it's, it's like, it seems like they were maybe struggling with some bills and some money. And she's like, oh, you drunk fool. You showed up in a limousine. I think. To me, and I, they do throw that Jameson Irish whiskey sticking to the theme. I, I got the vibe she was more shocked. Like, what are you doing? We don't have this kind of money. But he's like, we're rich. Why was there no pot of gold? It was a bag. I was so disappointed. He's like, I got Oh, you a- wanted a little cauldron? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They do say the pot of yeah, gold, not the they- sack of gold <laughs> or the bag. But I kind of love this, so I don't really know where Dan goes. He just kind of disappears, and then all of a sudden, you hear this little child, and it's, like, it's giggling. And his wife is like, Dan, is that you? And I'm like, who? That child? No, that's not your husband. (laughs) Please let me out of here. Oh my god, I love that so much. So, like, I really like the child voice that the, it's the leprechaun in a box or in a bag, and it's trying to trigger to get him out, and... I love the child voice that it uses. It's really creepy. But at one point, it's like, I'm suffocating. I can't breathe. Like, you want to say it? You want to take that again with a little more passion this time? I'm going to start saying that. Like, I'm hurt. Help me, please. When you go to the doctors, you can say that. (laughs) Yeah, right? They'll be like, okay, I'm going to leave now. I'll be back in 10, and then they'll just never come back. And so right off the bat, they're here, they're hitting on a lot of these well-known lore of the leprechauns where they tend to be these trickster, like, it kind of reminds me of Loki from the Thor where... I was getting Wishmaster vibes sometimes. Yeah, and, and um, so uh, apparently in like, I don't know, leprechaun lore, they do have this belief where if a human catches them, then they have to give them their gold or tell them where their gold is. But they also tend to grant them three wishes. And I don't know if this ties into like the genie lore, but it's like because they're tricksters and mischievous um, beings, it's like you make your wish, but it doesn't really like it comes true but in a way that you didn't want you know it. you yeah. didn't want it to be so i feel like that's definitely the wishmaster type vibes if you catch a leprechaun cuz you want its gold and you have to keep do you have to keep it cuz that's terrifying i don't want that thing around me i don't know but you might as well diversify and either sell the gold asap and get those coins away from you mm. or uh, spread them throughout the world i don't know in some of the lore, they were saying, like, the leprechaun gold doesn't actually exist because, like, nobody's ever found the leprechaun gold. And so that's just them tricking humans, kind of like the sirens where they lure you in just to get you or trick you. What, um, just to mess with you? Then? Pretty much. I mean, like, they, <laughs> they enjoy, like, being tricksters and mischievous. Yeah, but after after the leprechaun has killed Dan's wife, he holds up. A- a four-leaf clover, very, like, cross to the vampire style. And I was like, 
they don't like four-leaf clovers, but that box leprechaun loves them. <laughs> He's like, me clovers. That's the part where, like, I think they, like, poorly executed, where it's like, what is the symbol of the four-leaf clover? So when I was trying to research this, it was the three-leaf clover, which is, is very common, and in Irish lore, it tends to be, or in St. Patrick's, like, that holy trinity with the, the father, the, the son, and the holy ghost. And the four-leaf clover is the symbol of luck, where each petal is hope, faith, love, and the last one, luck. None of these aspiring to be any some sort of, like, weaponry or, like, anti-leprechaun. So I'm like, what is it about the, the four-leaf clover? But then turning towards the scientific side, the four-leaf clover does exist. And, you know, it's believed to be, like, a mutation of the three-leaf clover. and they said one in 10,000 clovers is a four-leaf clover. So in one patch, I think they were saying of like 12 to 13 feet uh, square feet, you'd find one. Or they said like 1.2 uh, meter square meters. So like in this patch next to the well where they're looking, I guess theoretically there could exist at least one. But what scientists were saying is, unlike what our characters are doing, is that instead of looking, for the four-leaf clover. They're manifesting. No, what they're saying is like, don't focus in on the the clovers themselves. Try to, and it, it reminded me of, you know, that thing that you're supposed to like come close to your face, but you don't focus on anything. Because mm -hmm. they were like, everything is three except for the four and our eyes tend to find patterns. So it's like, look for a pattern and the four-leaf clover will stand out. Helpful if it's there, not helpful if, if it's not. <laughs> yeah, if you ever uh, are in the need to find the four-leaf clovers, you want to try to find it sticking out of the pattern. There you go. But Dan has his four-leaf clover and a gun, and so he's, like, shooting him. And I was like, oh, can you kill a leprechaun with bullets? And we find out later, no, not really, <laughs> but they sure are going to try. They well, shoot I mean, this thing, like, 30-plus like times <laughs> in this movie. Like he says, you touch the four-leaf clover to their skin and maybe then their, uh, you know, bulletproof aura fades away and then you can kill it. Yeah, so Dan puts him in, traps him in the box with the four-leaf clover and then I don't even know what he's doing because he like, oh, I guess he takes his wife out because he's going to burn the house. He's going to burn the box, which yeah. probably will burn the house. But this whole time, the leprechaun will not shut up. He's being so annoying. He's like, what you doing, daddy boy? Oh, you're moving your wife, Daddy. Oh, I bet you you're going to have a heart attack. You're not so young. Oh, told you. You just yep. had a heart attack, did you not? And I was just like, shut up. <laughs> See, and like the part that I don't get is O'Grady went to Ireland for his mom's funeral. He somehow was clever enough to trick and capture the leprechaun to get his gold, comes back to the States, the leprechaun follows. But in this movie, the leprechaun seems to outwit them very easily. Minus getting stuck in the crate, I guess. Maybe it's like Death Note and he purposefully gave away his pot of gold so he could have a little fun. Yeah, may maybe. He's uh, like, whoops. And so that's the part where it's like, oh, did you outsmart him? Or is this one of those, uh, oh, this needs to happen because the movie needs to happen? Oh, most definitely because... After that, yeah, we get the 10-year time jump, and there's just, like, no point to anything for any reason why anything is happening. So, 
it is funny because um we get like a drone overhead shot not drone obviously but you know overhead shot and and tori's like oh we're in new mexico and the dad's like no actually it's north dakota and she's like oh what's the difference and i'm like uh there's a huge <laughs> difference can we please learn our states americans it's embarrassing i think it might be a californian thing I, as opposed to americans no as a whole. you've said that before but it is just embarrassing anyways it was so funny because she's like oh yes father i hate that you are taking me your daughter very depressed to this far- random farmhouse away from beverly hill and i'm like oh my god yeah and, and even when stop they get there and this is what i mean about not liking this character she's like oh, this is a joke, right? This is our poor neighbor's house, right? She's and you're about fine. to take me to our real house. Like, I, I'm on her side because there's no reason why they're there. They never... Why are they there? Did they, they even uh, buy the house? Wait, the dad's not even relevant. He's there just to get her there, and then he's gone. Like, literally the whole first day, he's not there until he has to show up to get bit by a cat, and then he's gone again. I'm like, what? And uh, maybe I'll... uh summarize at the end but the depth of these characters is so shallow and i don't care for any of them like i I, even a puddle might be more as deep as a droplet like because you're right like the they're not saying like oh we bought this house well actually i think the dad says he did get it for cheap which reminds me of um so we just did sinister where like when something tragic happens in the house which in this case, it wasn't really that tragic. Okay, well, yeah, I guess Mrs. O'Grady died there. That was kill number one. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Ten a, years. But it wasn't a murder. They they could have said, well, she fell down the stairs, but I feel like you can say, like, I don't she know. She Yeah, she's old. She tripped, fell down the stairs. Because then Mr. O'Grady had a stroke. So it wasn't like, oh, the, a couple was murdered and now the house value sinks. But I, I can't imagine it's beachfront property there because he's like, oh, I got it for a steal. But it reminded me, reminded me it's like, well, nobody wants to buy that house because even the locals still refer it as the O'Grady house. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, it isn't like, oh, it's ugh, give me an address. 101 Main Street. There you go. It isn't 101 Main Street. They're like, uh, I need a, a cop to go out to the O'Grady farm. Yeah. So it's like they know where it is. Yeah. Well, small towns, I guess. I guess they kind of allude to it like, oh, you need a, a dose of reality. You're too up in your own head out there in Beverly Hills with all your fancy things. But I don't know. Not really. And at the same time, she talks about how oh, this is the 90s, men and women are equal, which is, like, good for her, like... I was like, I love her idealism. I'm like, in truth, yes. In practice, sadly, no. But then, like, (laughs) the writers then go about it by showing her, oh, she doesn't want to be here. She All she cares about is money and materials. She's bothered by the spider. Listen, people are full of contradictions. You might have these ideals, but you can't always achieve them, okay? And, and, that's, and that's why I say, fine. like, poorly execution, because, yes, I'm scared of spiders. Like, I do not want to go into a new house and uh, hang out in the creepy basement. I just mean, so long as we keep trying every day to follow the things that we want to follow. I know she has sneakers made out of leather, but maybe she didn't realize that. And but, in the future, she's not going to buy those. And, yes, like, the contradictions would add complexity to someone's character but here i just don't think it was 
No, I don't think it was purposeful. I, that, I'm just messing around. I yeah. just think it's funny. I like to look at it from that lens, like, oh, they wrote this rich character that's full of contradictions, and she's young, so she's still coming into her own, and she has these great ideals, but she doesn't realize them quite yet, or she doesn't know how to put them into practice totally, because she still likes boys, and she doesn't like insects, and that's fine, but society is like, it's not fine, because those all trap you into the the but you got the box, the generic box of a female, like, oh, that's just girls for you. They don't like bugs and they love boys. They're boy crazy. So it's like you have to rectify those, those ideas. And in a time where it's not yet okay to just be like, no, it's a, I'm still a woman and I can like those things or I could dislike those things. Doesn't matter. I kind of love the whole setup with the, okay, they're, they're, company is called three guys that paint that was funny that was funny that made me laugh a lot but um concise and to the point i guess I, it's so good but it's so weird because then they're just there and they're just like hanging out like they own the house it's really weird like i don't want to belabor the point of things not making sense too much longer but who called them why are they doing renovations why were they there already did the dad get them to come like yeah i mean i would assume it's the dad that hired them I would have thought they would have cleaned up the house a little bit before they started painting. Oh, God. Because yeah. <laughs> there is a scene when they go into the basement and he's like, oh, yeah, we'll clean this up with a splash of paint. Well, yeah, clean it up first. Like the painters are here and the house is a mess. Like Those cobwebs were like two feet deep. Yeah. <laughs> but Ozzy is the two brothers friend who's not so smart. And they uh, they let him know all the time. It's very mean. I don't think he's that dumb. Anyways, but he, he gets paint on him, so he goes into the house to wash up, and then he hears this creepy child's voice again, which I really like, and he goes down to the basement, because that's where he hears it, and he was like, there's a lot of stuff in the basement, so he's like, oh, neat junk, and I was like, is that an oxymoron? <laughs> <laughs> but he, I, does he open it, or does he, no, I he think he- He knocks over the four-leaf clover. Yeah. And earlier when Tori was there, I thought she knocked over the four-leaf clover. Oh. And I was like, oh, I would have thought they would have made a bigger deal when the four-leaf clover fell off the crate. And then I was like, oh, I guess she didn't knock it over because now when Ozzy does it, it's like this slow motion scene of the four-leaf clover falling off. This dried-ass four-leaf clover. I'm surprised the wind didn't knock it down in uh, 10 years. Yeah, but I love this because then the leprechaun pops out and... Uh... Ozzy runs upstairs and the leprechaun's like shuts the door and then Ozzy's just like okay and he opens the door and runs out you only got away because me powers are weak but he's like, oh, I'm I'm weak because the leprechaun's been trapped in the crate for 10 years. And this is the part where it's like, okay, leprechaun's powers. Okay, I think we can associate where they do have some magical. Oh, that's, no, that's just what I wanted to say. I was like, because I've never seen this before. So I was like, okay, what are his powers? What are, What is his, his language of violence? How does he kill people? I don't know. Anything and everything. As the movie goes on, he does everything he's snapping necks he's pogoing people to death it, he's kind of tearing faces off i'm just like his hand comes undone and it still moves around i'm just like who who is this person 
They can do yeah. it all. See, and 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 that's all our deaths right there. Like, so the the thing where I'm like, okay, is he weak? Is he strong? Because other than saying, oh, I'm weak, he's pretty powerful yeah. in all other scenes. Yeah, and what makes him strong? His goal. His goal, because he also says he starved because he he like raids the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and he finds the box of Lucky Charms. Yeah. It was like Lucky Clovers or something yeah. off-brand. He did not like them. Yeah. He's like, bleh. He's like, gross. Well, could you imagine? I mean, I can't imagine the, the dad just put that cereal in. Ten-year-old O'Grady Mar- dehydrated marshmallows yeah, but in they're, the Yeah, I bet you they're still really good. They're dehydrated marshmallows. <laughs> I'd try one. I'm sure you would. <laughs> But uh, Ozzy goes back outside and he tries to tell them about what he saw. And I think he right away says it was a leprechaun. Mm -hmm. And then this truly heinous rainbow is like, whoop, in the sky. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) But see, like, nobody believes him. And the thing about Ozzy is he tends to be, like... Fanciful. I don't want to say the town storyteller, but when we first meet them, he's telling... What was the little kid's name? Alex. He's telling Alex about... Oh, he saw a UFO, a flying saucer. I, I feel like I haven't heard someone refer to a UFO as a flying saucer in a very long time. So he's like, oh, yeah, there was lights and sounds. So it's not that he's making up any of these stories because maybe he did see a flying saucer. But it's one of those where it's like, oh, the town crazy where they make up all these stories. Because even later on in the film, when he calls the cops, they're like, oh, that's just Ozzy. Last week it was this. And the week before he was claiming that. So it's like nobody really believes his stories. Yeah, they're like, guess what Ozzy said tonight? Yeah. Jerks. Cry wolf, right? I guess that's true, yeah. Oh, this part kind of confused me because Alex and Ozzy go to find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I think Ozzy wants to find it. And Alex is just like, I don't want you to get hurt. I'll go with you. Alex, by the way, is like a very young child. They do find it. And I was thinking, why is the why is this gold at the end of the rainbow? Because Dan was the last person who had it. And Dan probably hid it somewhere in the house, right? So is it because he relinquished ownership? It goes back to the end of the rainbow. But then wouldn't the leprechaun knows, know where it is? Because that's his whole shtick. And then also, Dan isn't dead, so why has he relinquished ownership? I don't understand. Why is this bag here? And this is why I, th- I don't think this was one of the greats uh, <laughs> when it comes to horror villains and, and horror movies. I do think the villain is probably the best part about this. But oh, even, for sure. <laughs> even then, it's, I don't know, it's compared to others, it just doesn't do it for me because I'm with you there where it's like, it seemed like the coin appeared. Like, they got to the truck, they couldn't see it, and then it's like, oh, now that the leprechaun has its powers, it's like, I want the humans to find it because I enjoy the chase of getting my gold. Maybe. I could see that. So, at first, Alex wants the coin, but then you hear the sound, and he's like, oh, here's a sack, which he doesn't know there's gold in there, but he's like, okay, you keep the coin, I'm gonna get this, and then he's like, whoa, there's a lot of gold in here, a lot of coins. And, uh... Alex is an absolute menace. He's like, we're going to keep this money because you're dumb. We're going to get a (laughs) surgery on your brain to make you not so dumb. From like a little kid's perspective. That's, I don't mean that. He's rude. That's, and then he tells him, he's like, people make fun of you. And Ozzy's like, really? No one makes, no one makes fun of me. And he's like, not to your face. 
dude, if people say mean things about others and there's nothing that can change about that by you telling them, don't tell them. What is the purpose other well, than making them upset? I mean, there's nothing one, they can do. One can argue it's like, wait, you're my best friend and you've known this whole time and you've never told me. If something can be done. If someone's like, oh, I don't like her sweater, what are you going to say? Oh my gosh, so-and-so said well, they didn't like your sweater. I don't know. At the same time, it's like if you knew someone was having an affair, what can be done? You tell the person. You can, like, okay, that is completely different. That is when you do tell someone because then they can oh. extra extricate themselves from the situation oh, okay. well i don't know that's a little bit messier but yeah. you know what i mean like you should probably think you should probably try and help that situation uh, well let us know in the comments if uh alex should have told him or not anyways but this is where ozzy swallows the coin well because they need to check if the gold is real and I don't know in what gold checking standard where they're like bite it is they it because always... like it's chocolate gold like or or like can can you feel gold difference by biting it versus no like idea. nickel or what else are coins made out of? I don't know. I just know like that's always a thing in older movies that people do. Maybe it's a filling thing. Yeah, but then it's like bite it, but no, this dude swallows the coin. Yep. Maybe it was a chocolate. My coin. belly says yeah. this is gold. Yeah. <laughs> and rewatching it. I was like, oh, does he poop it out? What's going to happen with that gold coin? I was thinking <laughs> like, that too. I was like, just wait for him to digest it and give it back to the leprechaun. So. So this is, uh, we get back to the house and they hide it in the well. And then we get our uh, only other scene with dad, right? This is it. He's gone after this. He hasn't been there all day anyway since he dropped his daughter off with three yeah, strange men. Three boys. Well, two and then a child. But they hear a cat in a tree and there's a hole and he sticks his hand in the hole come on kitty 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 come on kitty and i'm like dude cats bite and scratch too don't stick your hand into holes what are you He's doing kitty, kitty kitty yeah and he gets a nasty bite like bites like, well, this whole part so like also the shape of the bite it's like much more human or like uh oh i see cur what I mean. curvature where I'm like, if I would have been like, oh, it's a cat, and then saw that bite mark, I would have been like, I don't think this is a cat. Would you be examining it that closely right after you had been bit? Or would you be like, ow, I need to go to the hospital? Well, I mean, if I think it's a cat and I see two things, I might be like, whoa, it was a snake. Like, fair. I don't think I would have gone like, oh, it's, it's a cat. I don't know. Maybe I'm too logical about things. Uh, it's not like I get bit randomly. Humble brag. I'm just too logical. <laughs> it's, it's just like, make me want to like these characters. And the dad is like, he plays down the, his daughter Tori a lot. Cause before that scene, the leprechaun was like caressing her leg Ugh. and she thinks it's the cute boy. But then she sees the boy behind her and it's like, whoa, it's not him. That's some weird and then foreplay. He scratches her leg. And so the that's when the dad comes in because he's like, Oh, I heard you scream. She was like, A man was caressing my leg. I know what that feels like. And he's like, How dare you know what the touch of a man on your leg feel like? I don't know. And he's like, Oh, judging by the scratch patterns, right? How would a cat scratch pattern on your leg look like? I'd assume that they were relatively close, but here you have like three 
like widely spread scratches and the dad's like it must be a cat i don't know maybe, maybe cats lion. in north dakotas are bigger you imagine a mountain lion yeah and like, they didn't see it they're like oh that yeah maybe it was a cat. mountain lion or a bobcat or something like that but then i would not be sticking my hand in if it was a mountain lion sure yeah I don't know. I understand what you're saying about the shallow characters, but for some reason this time they just didn't really bother me. So they take the dad to the hospital and they all go into town and Tori and Nathan go to a diner to get some food and Ozzy and Alex are going to meet up with them later, but they want to go to a, a pawn shop maybe? Well, they, they want to check if the gold is real, but before we get there, when they get to the hospital, I really wanted to hear the doctors be like, that's not a cat. You're never going to get it. You're not going like, to get it in this some, movie. They don't someone, care. Someone tell me, like, like how many times do you watch another horror movie and they're like, oh, we think it's this. And the doctor's like, no. They like, just need to get the dad out of the situation. Well, yeah. Like, and then it's like, why? why put the dad in there in the first place? Very true. A great question. Because after this, yeah, the dad's non-existent. And before this, he was just kind of there to scold and to put Tori into this situation. Yeah. How about we do a little editing? So. <laughs> I I feel like it would have been much better told if she's like someone in Hollywood, she's there scouting this scene, the director put her in this house and she has to be here till the crew comes over. Sure, yeah, look at that. Already a better fix. Yeah, so Alex and Ozzy are at the store, this pawn shop maybe, antique store. He's looking at, the shop owner is looking at the coin and the leprechaun has followed them over on a tricycle. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. But just wait. I had no idea what we were in store for. We had cars, rollerblades, pogo sticks, skateboards. This guy, he's a fun guy. I like him. He's a can do guy. Sure. Absolutely. So don't be the, I don't have a car. I can't get there. <laughs> this guy made it happen. This guy. I thought it was funny because the shop owner was like, can I keep the coin overnight to examine it? And they're like, I guess. And they leave. And then he takes out a book and examines it for like two seconds. And then he puts it in his safe. Well, I'm like, did you need it overnight then? It was time to clock out. Some of us, you know, don't. Live, don't live to work. He's like, oh, it's time to clock out. I'll check it out tomorrow morning. It's not going anywhere. Let me put it in my safe. So then let them keep it and let, make them come back tomorrow. Anyways, not the point. Leprechaun comes in to wreak havoc on him. He kept calling him shop owner. I thought that was funny. But he pulls out a pogo stick. I don't know if that was in the shop where you just had it I'm on him. I'm assuming so. And he pogo sticks him to death. He was singing some song. Because then he was saying like they're jumping on his lungs. And maybe it was Ring Around the Rosie. Uh, he was just singing some like kid song. But he like edited the lyrics. Sure. But that death scene was both hilarious and horrific. Because it was horrific if you just think about it. The actual execution of seeing it was kind of funny. And I would say, like, out of all the deaths in this movie, that's probably by far the best one. Sure. Not not the old lady I mean, getting oh, pushed oh, downstairs. Oh, Grady fell down the stairs. <laughs> I'm yeah. joking, yeah. Very inventive. I liked it. So now the leprechaun has a car. And man, can he drive. Oh, because he in, in the shop, he sees this little, what is it, power wheel, hot wheel? What are the, the kids' ones? Little cars. Yeah, so he's driving down the road. I don't know where he's going. Maybe to the, the diner, maybe back to the house. He's swerving all over the place, and he goes by a cop. The cop pulls him over, and he's like, you know, you're a little 
young to be out this late, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he, like, the leprechaun grabs his face. And this is where I got such Wishmaster vibes because I thought he was going to pull his face off. He doesn't. But then the cop starts running into the woods, even though his cop car is right there. You, like you said, you're like, why is he, why didn't he get back into his car? But this is another one of the great one-liners. They're running through the woods and the cop is running. And he's like, get away from me, you little creep. Get away from me, you little creep. Get away. I don't know. That's the great one-liner. It's the way that they said it. Okay, there's more. So judgy, jeez. I just thought it was so funny. Yeah, and I guess this was in the times before uh, cops carried walkie-talkies with them. Because I'm like, dude, call for backup. Because yeah. the cop does think he's a kid because he's like, oh, take off that mask. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's, you know, pulling him over because he thought he was some, like, child on their little car in the middle of the street. Uh, but I think he kills him in the wood. Oh, yeah, he cracks his neck. Yeah. Snaps his neck. Yeah, and this is one where it's like, maybe the killer is trying to be too versatile, right? right? Like, like Freddy's always slashing people. Chucky's always stabbing people. No, Chucky um, does everything, too. Yeah, I guess that's true. He does. Eh. Didn't you say Chucky stabbed like one person, and that was no, it? No, no. The his name was the oh, the strangler. The strangler. He strangles and no one. Like, he strangles no one. <laughs> He's always like stab, stab, stab. Because even in later on, they're like, "Geez, Chucky, were you born with that knife like glued <laughs> to your hand?" I'm sure they do get creative with some kills, but like they have, the, you know, like Jason with his machete, like, and also um. Leprechaun can just pop out of anywhere. He was chasing the policeman, and he was the police officer, police officer man, and he was behind him. And then it looks like he lost the police officer lost Leprechaun, so he's up against the tree. And then all of a sudden, boom! From above, the Leprechaun, and he does it a lot later in the house too. They they'll lose him, and then it'll just pop out of anywhere. So I don't remember where I had watched this. It was either like a cartoon or a movie, but it's something like you need to continuously make eye contact with the leprechaun because if you blink or if you like don't see him then they can like disappear because he's like hey i'm behind this tree come get me and then like it like teleports elsewhere and he's like no i'm actually over here like come get me here no thank you Um, that sounds like uh the angels from doctor who those are scary yeah and it's it's one of those where it's like once you lose sight i don't know they teleport or they Okay, which they work that in better. Which I'm like, if you're that fast, why are you on this little tricycle, like, for the whole... For the imagery. Yeah. It's amazing. But in the diner, Nathan is eating some truly heinous-looking meatloaf with gravy. (laughs) I hate meatloaf. It's so foul. I think I had it once. Anyways. I've only had it once. (laughs) And they're they're discussing it, and Tori's such an environmentalist. She's like, I am a vegetarian. And he fucking takes her shoe off. In the diner? Well, because she's like, I don't kill things. I don't care. Do not take shoes off in a restaurant. What the crap? That is disgusting. And it was at this point, because it happened a few times before, I was like, there's a lot of shoe stuff in this movie. Yeah, well, like, um, the the whole thing, and this is where I think they could have gone further. It's like, leprechauns are known to be cobblers or, like, shoemakers, Mm -hmm. shoe repairs. And it's funny because, like, in these scenes, there there's a scene where they're, like, luring the leprechaun by throwing dirty shoes. That was funny. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, what? A shoe? Oh, I need, to, I need to polish this. Oh, another shoe? 
I appreciated that. that Let was... me polish this. Like when the leprechaun was looking for its gold and it wreaked havoc on the kitchen, it's like it made a mess of the house, but it polished all of her shoes. Yeah. So like this movie really plays a lot of homage to like 90s shoes with the LA gear. And I think somebody else had like PF flyers or like Converse or something like that. The This was the time of the Reebok pump your shoes. Much appreciated. All, all part of like the leprechaun lore where, where I think there's so much here that they could have done way better than what they did. You know, there is something to be said by like trickling in these little ideas, especially since it became a franchise. I think that's really cool if you set the seeds then and you don't really discuss it because you're going to get more into it in the future. But I don't know if they do that and it seems like probably not. But I like that idea of you're like, why is he obsessed with shoes? Or what is this thing with the four-leaf clover? What is this thing with him um, evaporating, <laughs> him disappearing and, <laughs> and reappearing <laughs> everywhere? And then they would go into it further in future films. But Yeah, missed up. And, and it's like all of these are iconic symbols that most of us have at least heard of. The belt buckle on the shoe, the shamrock, the green suit. Although I think uh, in the original, in the origins of the leprechauns, they, they were saying that they were actually depicted in red suits. Mm. But they think just because of the popularity of green in Ireland that over time it, it uh, changed into the, the green suit that we all know today. Sure. But they go back to the house, and this is kind of like where the rest of the movie takes place, except for the one nursing home scene. But anyways, <laughs> they're still not convinced that it's a leprechaun, like no one really knows what's going on. And Ozzy had found a bike bell, it's like, ding ding, ding ding. Oh, it was the tricycle bell. Sure. And, okay, so they're all together, and they hear this bell, and Tori's like, what is that? And Nathan being a douche is like it's a bell and i was like she's saying not so much what is that but why is that jackass like why is there a bell in our house randomly going off like come on man i don't know that just really bothered me that was a very mansplained uh opportunity there what Pretty was the guy's much. name nathan nathan yeah it gets a little muddled in my brain at this point of you know they're just fighting the leprechaun now so that's what's happening and at one point Nathan goes outside and falls in a bear trap. A bear trap? But then he's, like, fighting the leprechaun. And I'm like, I don't know how well I could fight after getting my leg trapped in a freaking bear trap. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I at that point, I guess you're fighting for your life, so... He's still able to tell his brother, hey, go get the shotgun. Because hmm. Tori's there, like, opening the bear trap. And I'm like, this would have been one of those... No, no, I'm like, I would never, I'm, I'm sorry, if you're stuck in a bear trap, I'm not putting my hands in there. If I slip, if my strength goes, boom, now See, I'm in it. And, and like, not this would have been a great opportunity for that to happen, right? How many films do we see, like, them opening the trap only for them to, like, let go and the agony, right? In the Texas Chainsaw, when they're like, we're going to lift you off the hook, and then they slip and you fall back into the hook, like... Mm-mm-mm-mm um utilize that it's like why put him in the bear trap and then later on he barely has a limp yeah so it could have been like just trip and fall yeah now i'm thinking about the best ways to kill someone with the smallest amount of pain i'm like would you stab? because what if i stabbed you in the chest but then i missed anything vital and now you have just stabbed you in the chest do you slit their throat but then they're like choking on their own blood right like Sorry, tangent. Interesting. Well, I was thinking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre because then he asks her to kill him 
And she stabs him in the gut. How long does it take to die from a gut wound? I don't know. Off memory, I think he ends up dying relatively fast. Well, after yeah, because it's a movie. <laughs> she stabbed him. I don't know. Perhaps you need to consult with some professionals and be like, excuse me, doctor. Just, just asking. Hypothetically for speaking. For a friend. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. I'm sure the doctor would be like, well, you'll do some injection or some... In a pinch, sir. <laughs> no with, guns around, just knives. available items. But yeah, so they're trying to escape and the leprechaun, little mechanic that he is, because he does like rig up a car at one point, he has unrigged their cars, their truck, so it can't go and uh, can't start. They're all in the truck, all four of them, and he punches through the glass window. Because why not? He can do everything. And I love it because uh, Ozzy has one of the small paintbrushes and he's just like, just like swatting at him <laughs> while everyone else is trying to like punch him or burn him with a cigarette lighter. And he's just like, stop. Stop this. Go away. Shot, shot for the 100th time. True. It, it, it is funny because when he does shoot him with the shotgun, he always like launches him back. I mean, I guess it's a good deterrent to give yourself some time, but other yeah. than that, stop saying, oh, he's dead. Oh, yeah. You know he's not. So at one point, Alex tells Tori, they hear that he's after his gold, and they're like, what is he talking about? And Alex is like, oh, we have his gold. And they tell Tori, because Tori's going to go out and get it, she's badass now. Going to get that gold from the well, and um, the weirdest transition, I assume it was to, to show that time has passed and he told her the story, but they have like a wipe or a transition to the same exact shot, and I'm just like... Tell me, Alex, the gold. Just tell me about the gold. Okay, in the water bucket, right? Right, just pull it up and there's a bag of gold coins. What? Why? Okay. But she goes out and she gives him, gives him his gold. And I was like, oh, wow, he he's happy. Like, he's chill. He's like, okay, thanks, bye. I was like, I thought he was still going to be like, thank you. But you clearly stole my gold. So now I'm going to kill you. But no, he's cool. He's like, let me go. He's sitting there counting his gold. And he's missing one coin. And he is very greedy. Oh, but he's like, oh, I've been tricked. He just wants his money back. Is that greed? Yeah. Like I said, that's the most likable character for me in this <laughs> no, story. No, I agree. But he's like, oh, they tricked me. They tricked me. I'm like, they didn't trick you. It was an accident. It was a mistake. Calm they down. They tricked him. They were like, here's all your gold. Mm. And it's not. Tori wasn't even part of that transaction. She was just like the middle person. Now he's back at it, back in the house, attacking them. And there's this one scene where he's just like, they're, Tori and Nathan are in a hallway, and he just scoots by like five times on a skateboard he's like hey <laughs> hi that's the scooby-doo scene maybe it, it would have been great if the, if the leprechaun is chasing them and then there's that scene where they turn around and they're chasing the leprechaun oh my god only for them to realize oh and then they're running the other way that would have been actually pretty good so then they realize oh o'grady knows about leprechauns why well, they, they were like Oh, Grady was here. He must know, like, how to stop them. Guess that's a weird. Yeah, that's a very weird assumption because they were like, it's been 10 years. How are we going to stop him? Yeah. Why not just be like, yo, Ozzy's going to eat a bean burrito in a day and he'll get you your gold coin? Taco Bell, perhaps. Oh. <laughs> Product yeah, placement. It was worth it. So this is the funny scene where they, they get Tori out to her jeep and they start throwing boots everywhere and the leprechaun's like, oh, 
No. I got a polish. So dirty. What is this? But she escapes and goes to the nursing home to find O'Grady to ask him how to defeat the leprechaun. Why she goes alone? Eh, it's fine. I kind of liked it. Uh, but I guess the leprechaun is chasing her and he's roller skating and I'm like, man, what a fun guy. <laughs> it's a real fun guy. He gets the job done. Very smart. But she gets to the nursing home and they're just like, Dutch angle time everything's on a dutch angle or it's like slowly sliding into one and I'm like that's odd why are they doing that because you know the leprechaun's been here the whole time threatening them but then when she gets to o'grady's room he's not there and the leprechaun's there and i'm like oh i guess it's because he pretended to be o'grady so she runs away for a very extended period of time he's in a wheelchair it's uh interesting but she gets into a, an elevator and o'grady falls out of the ceiling upside down still alive and i was like this is a very traumatic conversation to have with an upside down dying man what what are we doing and tori's just like yep whatever tell me how to kill a leprechaun i don't care that you're upside down i mean she is really nice she's like we gotta get you down we gotta help you he's like put the clover on his person and then you can kill him which i don't even know if i believe because the clover was on him and they didn't kill him Whatever. So they go back. She goes back to the farmhouse. She's got to find a four-leaf clover and a patch that is just so conveniently there. This patch is very odd because they're they're looking for the four-leaf clover and there's just like green light shooting up at them everywhere. And I'm like, how is this lit? This is so interesting. At one point, she's like, we're never going to find it, blah, blah, blah. And Ozzy's like, you have to believe. And she like sarcastically grabs a big clump of clovers and it's like okay yeah i believe and then it's like here you go and i was like but she didn't believe i was like she tricked magic she was being sarcastic yeah that's why it's a terrible movie i liked it <laughs> but okay so alex uh ugh, he like alex has some chewing gum puts the clover on it and slingshots it because we've totally seen a slingshot before that came out of nowhere slingshots it straight into the leprechaun's mouth i was like that's so gross but then he starts melting and it looks so cool i was like yes and he like melts and falls into the well thanks for contaminating our water supply (laughs) what you said this when uh when nathan went to douse it in gasoline and light it on fire the thing like exploded like it was a bomb yeah where i was like uh i i do get fire would have you know shot out but this is like an explosion yeah that's it the cops show up in the morning and there are three cop cars that show up and i was thinking why because did they know what's been going on because before they've been really dismissive and they called them a bunch of times and they never showed up well so like we didn't really go into it but first they didn't believe ozzy yeah but then when tori calls the cops like hey, such and such cop that's already dead, go and check it out. And the leprechaun was like voicing like, yep, I'll go check it out. I'll call you if I need backup. Right, which assumedly he never did. So they think everything's fine. So yeah. like, why are they even there? Um, You would have thought that they were like, hey, did you check it out? What was the deal? Was it nothing? Like, yeah, you don't need backup. But like, are you going to report that, yeah. you know, you you checked it out? But in this movie, Tori had ripped off the phone because... The, the leprechaun cut the line. Oh, yeah. But then was still able to call through the phone. So she, like, rips the 
the phone from the wall. So it's like after they defeated the leprechaun, how they called the cops because her, her portable. portable had ran out of oh, battery. That's true, it did. So yeah. yeah, I don't know why the cops showed up, but but they did. But they did because it's the end of the movie. Yeah, and then we get that voiceover. Yeah, and so like a few of the things that just don't sit well with me with this movie. Like I said, um, I don't like the characters. I don't feel for the characters, and a lot of the iconic horror films or films in general, they tend to be characters that I can put myself in their shoes. They're not the unattainable, like it's the girl next door. It's the dude from a small town. It's someone where like any of us can be. But here it's like, I don't really want to be any of those characters. And then, I mean, I, I don't know if there's somebody who likes to paint houses. Sure. But like this stuck up girl. Yes, she does change. And we do see some of her ideologies but for me it wasn't enough and then the bigger thing is like the villain the leprechaun for me was the best character but even then i don't like the leprechaun like in terms of comparing it to some of the more iconic horror villains like why does the leprechaun want its gold and then i'm sure like another why did dragons want their gold they just do they just do and 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 then maybe that's the thing, but like you go into this whole 10 minute scene of O'Grady getting the leprechaun's gold oh, yeah. where it's like, why? Like, you know, they, they want it for the money. So it's like, is it just this materialist thing? And the lore says the leprechaun gets their gold because they're cobblers. So in the fairy world, they would make shoes for whoever needed them and they would pay them in gold and then they collected that gold. But it's like, what do they do with the gold? Is that the source of their power? Like, and maybe that's just me not being familiar with the uh, leprechaun lore. Yeah, I don't um, know much about it. But it's like, okay, is it just, hey, you stole from me and I want it back? Would they be just as eager if somebody stole their hat or their belt buckles? I'm just like, we see Freddy wants to kill for revenge because the parents killed him. We see Chucky wants to kill because he wants his he wants a body we see michael wants to be reunited with his family like we kind of know why a lot of these villains that at least i tend to wow that's a really good villain understand like it's not a black and white there's always a little bit of gray where it's like yeah what you're doing isn't cool but i can kind of see why you're doing these things (laughs) right maybe and and for the leprechaun and and maybe it's because it's like after the 80s, we're like, hey, we don't want to do the slasher thing. We want to do this new thing. It's a, it's a new uh, decade. And it's this weird line where horror and comedy were being... Intertwined. Intertwined and connected and experimented, right? Like, that's where Bride of Chucky came out. It was like this horror comedy where, meh, if you like it. And I don't know, maybe it's the way it's done, but... This movie had so much potential where you're taking an iconic symbol, the leprechaun that everybody knows, and you want to turn it into like, not necessarily what I would associate into like this horror villain, like, you know, leprechaun is supposed to be lucky and gold and I don't know what you could have done with it, but you chose to do it as a horror film and then just execution was terrible. That's perfectly fair. I like it for its oddities so yeah i'm not saying i'm not over here like oh i love the storytelling the plot it's so tight it makes sense we're doing things that are helping the story progress i don't know just it's a weird one i like it 
I, uh, I don't know enough about leprechauns, I guess, to get that angry about what's going on. I'm like, ugh. Shirt? Those are our thoughts about Leprechaun. I, I like it. I say watch it. Maybe Jorge doesn't. I would say watch it and be mad with me. Oh, okay. He wants some fellow companions in his misery. Yeah, who knows? Maybe the other, I mean, there's what, six movies or something in the Le- Leprechaun franchise or however Yikes. many there are. I'm not so interested in watching any of the other ones. But yeah, leave us any suggestions for future films you want us to discuss. And thanks for hanging out. Thanks, everyone.